It's Rosie on the house. Every Arizona homeowner's happy place. We're here to inform, protect, and entertain you on each and every topic having to do with your house, home, castle, or cabin. You're free to join the conversation at any time by dialing in the toll-free number 1-888-767-4348. Don't even think about touching your house before you touch base with us here at Rosie on the House and allow us the privilege of putting our 50 years of building and remodeling Arizona homes to work for you. Chances are, no matter what you're trying to do, we've probably tried it once or twice. And we can give you a tip or two about what tools to use, what brand name products to use, or even tricks of the trade, how we can make that project come together a little bit quicker, cleaner, and more professional. All of that information is available for you free during this live broadcast. And like I say, you are welcome to join the conversation at one 767 In studio this morning, we have some very special guests. We always like to highlight uh, we kind of take the end of the year to circle around the uh, community support groups that we support here at Rosie on the House. And I think we've been supporting this group for nigh on to about 35 years. It was only a couple years after they started here in the Valley. We got familiar with them, and we've been a big supporter of them ever since. And I'm talking about Habitat. For humanity, and we are privileged to have the president and CEO of Habitat of Central Arizona, Mr. Jason Barlow. <laughs> Good morning, Rosie. Thanks for having me back. Boy, uh, that is quite the coat you got there, my friend. You are in the festive yeah. spirit. This is my blue snowflake yes. sport coat for yeah. the holidays. You're very good. It looks great. You helped us write this week's article about <laughs> everything Habitat has going on. Why don't we start the hour just by letting you give an elevator speech about what is Habitat for Humanity? Well, that's a good question. I often get that asked when I have my Habitat shirts on. But Habitat for Humanity, our vision is a world where everyone has a decent place to live. And you're in the construction business, so you get that. And our vision really is uh, we seek to put God's love into action by bringing people together to build homes, communities, and hope. And we, uh, December 5th was our 38th year in the Valley, 38th awesome. anniversary. Awesome. And you just said you've been around 35 years. Uh, and uh, we have, uh, well, we're big picture. We are the third largest affiite in the country. There's 1,045 Habitat affiliates, believe it or not, in, all, all in across the, in, the United in the globe States. Or around in the, the country? United, around the United States, all 50 states. Wow. And uh, there's seven here in Arizona. We're the largest, of course. Uh, Tucson is a little lar- is about a fifth the size of us. That goes by population. But sure. we're the, we just heard last week we're the number one affiliate in the country for serving families of all of those affiliates. All across the country. Ow. And I'm not saying that braggingly because, I mean, we we think there's probably 50,000 families in poverty housing still in the valley, in our, in our Valley of the Sun. So there's a lot of work to do. Well, when it comes to being the number one in the country as far as serving families, does that have something to do with how many pies you've got your hands in? <laughs> I mean, y'all, y'all are just, 
you're yeah. not just building communities, which is what was was, right. was where y'all started. I mean, y'all have got your hands in everything right now. Well, we we have. The reason we're number one in the country is because we have a robust repair program. You know, Habitat, most people think of Habitat building one home for one hand, that's one right. family. And that's that's what we do still. But uh, we have a whole huge uh, repair business now because not everybody needs or can afford a new home. But they might need, they might, you know, they own their home, but they can't afford their new roof or windows. Think of how many people still in Phoenix with single pane glass. Oh. I mean, when it's 100 and whatever, yeah. it's crazy. And so we're doing more of that kind of work. Roofs, did, windows, etc. Um, did Glendale, uh, did Grand Canyon University start that habitat remodeling incentive or did y'all have it going before that? Because y'all have gone through the entire neighborhood over there. <laughs> right. We've had a seven-year, over seven-year partnership with Grand Canyon University, GCU. And in that time, we've helped 530 or so unique families in that area. But the, the the interesting thing about it was it was paid for by the Arizona tax credit money. Those employees, faculty, and staff at GCU did a payroll deduction of the Arizona tax credit. Remember, that's 841 if you're a family and uh, whatever it is for singles. singles. And that money went into a fund, and then it was paid out to Habitat quarterly. And we went all around Grand Canyon University uh, advertising the program. And in that neighborhood, the families paid for one-third the cost of whatever it was we were doing for them. The fund paid the other two-thirds. Wow. And then we brought volunteers in as much as we could to do the work. So it was really like a no-brainer. In fact, we have a video out on our website called No Brainer on the Tax Credit because it really is a doesn't cost anybody anything. And look at the good it's done around that university. How would those families get qualified for participating in that? And then what are their obligations? over time good question well in that neighborhood we use census tract data we knew that was uh, an entire area we use by zip code and so forth we can get pull census tract data to determine the uh, average median income of those families and when that's done we don't necessarily go out and ask everybody to qualify themselves or provide us w-2s or anything like that we know the whole neighborhood qualifies as 80 percent and below of area median income and so the families there well they have to pay that third as i mentioned and they have sweat equity hours habitat is a hand up we're not a handout all of our projects are involve some sort of sweat equity or or money uh, and uh, that may be why our families and everybody's in their homes so long. They're invested in their homes. And They're invested. W- once, once a family receives the benefit of this operation, this procedure, mm-hmm. um, uh, what keeps them from just flipping the home? Well, we have a number of There's things. There's got to be a huge temptation. <laughs> well, there is. And when the market was screaming through the roof the last couple of years, uh, we got a lot of inquiries about, you know, their habitat homes. But first of all, we have the first right of refusal, so oh, we oh. can buy the home back. And then secondly, the family has to pay uh, – we have to share the equity. We have a shared equity agreement, so they only get a proportion of the equity based upon how much they paid off their first mortgage. Got it. And somebody that – you know, a Habitat home, you know, from the start, build the whole thing. They've got 400 hours of their own personal time invested. you got to go 200 hours on a, another Habitat home. That's right. So you've, you not only do you have a lot of personal connection to this home, but you don't pay for the labor for the construction because it's all volunteer work, and you all don't charge interest. I mean, <laughs> so what if you flip the house and go somewhere else? As soon as you got to start paying interest on a mortgage somewhere else, I'd, 
that would make me not ever leave. <laughs> right. Or, or want to leave. Yeah, and I, we kind of flipped there between repairs and right. new home owner, yeah. new home building. But it's new home new home ownership is always the fun thing to talk about. But uh, it's uh, you know that family that family's committed to their home. Four hundred hours of 10, 40 hour work weeks uh, on their home to build it. Uh, that's an amazing commitment. And with that shared appreciation, we only pay them. We share in whatever the uh, the growth and equity is on the home based upon how much they paid down their first note. If I remember right, at one time, y'all's subdivision down on baseline was the largest habitat neighborhood being developed in the country. That's right. That's impressive. But about eight years later, what was impressive is that homeowner retention was like at 99%. Yep, that's right. That's impressive. That's right. And you're talking about our neighborhood called South Ranch down... uh, in office 16th, yep. 195 homes, habitat homes. It was the largest habitat development in its time. We finished it around 2001, 2002. I just took a tour there through, Yes, just drove a couple of people yeah, through there you? yesterday. That neighborhood still looks fantastic. That's because those neighbors worked on their home, they worked on their neighbors' homes, and, and they have a real skin in the game to keep it looking pretty. It's funny you mention that because any time I'm in that area, I make a point to drive through it. And it does. I mean, it, it, it does not feel like a 23-year-old neighborhood. Right. You're right. And we have several other large neighborhoods around there, uh, all around 100 homes in each neighborhood. And uh, like I said, we built 17 neighborhoods in the valley. And the last one was, uh, and you visited, I think, the Tempe townhomes. We built 18 <laughs> three-story townhomes. It was the first time Habitat had built three stories in the valley. And that was just an amazing project. Well, this Habitat chapter has a few first-times accomplishments. <laughs> <laughs> Including the first 3D-printed home in Arizona. That's right. And, uh, yeah, we were, uh, we were privileged to be the first one to print a concrete home with a 3D printer, a giant 3D printer, not like the little ones in the that classroom. Was, with... that, was, that was pretty impressive. Yeah. That was impressive. Yeah, you came out a couple times. We I did. And uh, that, the interesting thing I've, I, I, I remember about that is you could be standing right there and there's no noise. There's no hammering of nails. It's just the whiz of this printer going around and extruding concrete about four inches wide and an inch thick. And uh, it just went around and around. By the way, the family celebrated one year last April of this year. So they've been in their home coming up on, you know, a year and three quarters, something like that. And uh, from everything we can tell, we visited a few times. Uh, they love the place. Oh, how could they, they not? The I yeah. mean, I, that's so creative. Well, that, like I say, there's a lot of firsts that this chapter of Habitat has been able to accomplish and you've you've been uh, chief bigwig what now about seven years <laughs> eight years eight last years. month okay yeah it's flown by pretty fast that has flown by <laughs> fast and and you've consolidated it down into one office and we were actually at a ribbon cutting this past week yeah. for your training center and I'm, I'm going on a, I'm going on a bunch of rabbit trails here and I don't I'll take you down those rabbit trails later let's stay on the mission of habitat but we also have to stay on the clock so. <laughs> Uh, we'll oh, pick up I, the. I hate that call. I know. We'll pick up the conversation right after this. Work on a building. I'm working on a building. I'm working on a building. I'm working on a building. Welcome back to Rosie on the House. We're here, as always, to answer any question you might have about your house, home, castle, or cabin at one triple eight. 
767-4348. In this hour, in particular, we're taking this hour to highlight one of our favorite partnerships in the entire state of Arizona, <laughs> Habitat for Humanity. And we've been alongside Habitat almost from your beginning. We It took it took us a couple years to get to know who y'all were, but once we did, we've been uh, at y'all's side ever since, supporting you in every way our little humble means can allow. Why don't we talk a little bit about... Uh, as I got to know y'all, y'all were subdivision. That's you'd, right. You'd go in and do a subdivision like South Ranch, you know, 180 homes. That 195 you said? homes. Okay. And then there were other smaller mm-hmm. ones. Located. Then y'all went to like standalones. Yeah, we call them infills, infill lots, uh, a vacant lot in between existing homes or a couple strung together. And we've been doing those for years and years. And then eventually we transitioned to this repair program. Uh, we call it neighborhood revitalization, where we'll go in and adopt a neighborhood and just stay there for years and years and years, ba- based on funding, of course, to help the residents in that, not, in that neighborhood. Not a lot of infill lots left. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, it, they're, they're precious. They're <laughs> precious. I mean, when I started, a lot in Phoenix was 27000 Now it's, depending on where it is, could be sixty to 100000 Yeah. And so when you start with that base value and then you add sticks and bricks on top, it rapidly becomes unaffordable for our families, or we have to keep ratcheting up to more people with more and more income and people ask me uh when when i get on a conversation about habitat they say yeah but the house is built by volunteers what's the quality i i've participated (laughs) i've participated y'all y'all pay a professional to get the slab down right yes so the slabs poured okay that's that's that makes a lot of sense right from that point forward there's foreman experienced foreman on the jobs guiding organized teams of volunteers and i i i can tell you personal testimony the homes i've worked on these are well-built homes yeah there's no pulling any punches there no and i i appreciate i think three homes that rosie you guys have sponsored over the years uh but you're right i mean and some people like just the other day somebody said ah your habitat i'm sure the city inspectors look the other way uh everything and i'm all like no no we get treated the same way as any other developer as a matter of fact it's tougher for us because we might have one home going on where you know some big builder has a thousand homes going on so it's difficult for us to get inspectors there often but i you know we like to joke that a habitat home has three times as many nails in it as it needs (laughs) Because it's built mainly by volunteers, and it's people, it's secretaries, it's it's uh, healthcare workers, it's call center people, it's whoever that come to our sites, and we sh- we teach them how to build. I mean, I was we had NCAA sponsor a home in Tempe. They brought their whole, they brought the marching band. I got a picture with Sparky, and there was a young lady there. And she was a lacrosse player, and she's all kind of shaking. And I go, "Are you okay? Are you?" Uh, are you ready to go? And she goes, I'm, I'm scared. And I go, why? She goes, I don't know how to, I don't know how to work any of these tools. And she was holding a hammer. I don't think she'd ever ha- used a hammer before in her life, but we teach, we teach volunteers. And last year we had over 13,000 volunteer opportunities filled by amazing people in this Valley that care. Are you still looking for volunteers? We, how, all- how would a listener, uh, I want to learn how to hang drywall. Well, better way to do it than come help put somebody's house up. Sure. And you'll be guided by an expert showing you exactly how to do it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have one staff member generally per three or four building going up, building homes going on. And then we'll have a house leader, usually a yellow shirt house leader, who has been with us 
20 years or so, built, I don't know, some have built over 50 homes, and they each lead team leaders. It's almost like a Boy Scout troop, patrol leaders. Yeah, yeah. They lead team leaders that will take 5 to 15 volunteers that just show up on that morning and show them what the task is. This is how you do it. This is how you cut wood. This is how you use a nail gun, a cement gun, whatever. How would a homeowner step up and get involved in that volunteer program? Uh, the best thing is go to our website, habitatcaz.org, and that's for Central Arizona, habitatcaz.org. And there's a volunteer button right on the top. It's pretty simple to volunteer. I'm always amazed. I usually get out every Saturday that I can. and run. In fact, after this broadcast, I'm going to run around and probably see 15 homes under construction. Oh, we have wow. 27 right now going on. And I'll I'll approach somebody and say, hi, how are you? I'm Jason. Where are you, Where are you from? Who? What group are you with? And they'll say, no group. I just I just want to help. A single person just out there volunteering. That's the strength of Habitat's mission. And a lot of volunteers do do it corporately with teams. They'll uh, the banks, the healthcare, the private corporations, small business. They'll volunteer their team. That's right. That's right. We have probably half a dozen full home sponsors by banks and other corporations. Uh, for instance, Rio Verde, Tonto Verde, you know where they are yeah, way yeah, over oh, there. Yeah. This is their 28th home they're building with Habitat. And they just they just write a letter to their membership each year and say, we're building another home. You want to contribute. And a full sponsorship cost is 120000 for the sticks and bricks of a Habitat home now. And they come up with that routinely, and they're building homes. That's pretty impressive because it's been that <laughs> amount for – uh, a decade at least. Uh, I would have expected with <laughs> that's, the craziness of everything that's happened, it was maybe gotten up to 150 or 60, but you've been able to keep it at 120. Well, it's it was raised a few years ago. What it, it was like 45,000 a few years, quite maybe a decade ago, a decade ago, but uh, it's gone up quite a bit. And what, uh, what size house is that at 125? About 1500 square feet, three bedroom ones on average. Our family's average size is four and a half. <laughs> so we end up building a lot of three-bedroom homes. Under $100 a foot. Is that that's good? Im- that's impossible. <laughs> it's not good. It's impossible. <laughs> well, that you know, that's because we start off with land. I mean, we're always looking for land. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and if anybody knows anybody with some property they like to donate or sell to Habitat, we'd love to talk to you. How many bathrooms? Uh, two bathrooms. Yeah. Now, we were talking about infill, and you were talking about repair. Have you gotten into, like, completely, you know, scraping a lot of an old home that's just not worth repairing and starting over? Absolutely. We can do that, too. Volunteers love that. In studio with Jason Barlow of Habitat for Humanity, how did you find your path to Habitat? Now, you've been in the Air Force. You've served. You've Went to high school in Hawaii. I mean, how did you find your path to Phoenix and and the president of Habitat for Humanity? Well, I like to say it was a calling. I didn't know the job. We're a faith-based organization, and the phone rang, and it was a headhunter recruiter, and he said, she said, are you interested in a job with Habitat? And I said, huh, Habitat, they give away their homes, and Jimmy Carter's their founder. Both are not true, but that's my my (laughs) level of knowledge about Habitat at the time. And... uh, and the rest is history. I, they, you know, 50 interviews later, whatever it was, they, I guess they couldn't figure out a reason not to hire me. So, uh, um, but I came out of healthcare, Air Force, as you said, Homeland Security, and grew up in Hawaii. This is beautiful, though. We're, we've draw when we uh, purchased our home in Scottsdale, we drew a line in the sand around the home saying, this is it, we're not leaving. 
So uh, we love it here. We love the people here. The valley is amazing. And, uh, you know, we couldn't do it without all these amazing volunteers that we have to help us. And we haven't even hit it yet, but uh, for 15, if not pushing close to 20 years, you'll actually have a retail operation as well. That's right. We have four restores, Habitat restores. There's two in Phoenix, one in Tempe, one in Peoria. And they sell gently used household items, mainly construction items. It started, the restore idea started as a place for leftover materials from a Habitat build to be sold. And uh, it has kind of morphed into a sustainability operation. For instance, last year we estimate 5 million pounds we kept out of landfills by taking donations and stuff that would have just gone to the dump. And I, mean, this, I mean, this is cabinets, this is windows, this is doors, this is building products. Uh, when Romy built his home, he he went to the Abbott store and got a brand new Pella window in the factory casing yeah. had never even been opened. Right. We well, there's a lot of windows. I was just in the Tempe store yesterday, and there's a, a lot of brand new windows. They get them delivered; they're the wrong color or something. <laughs> they can't. They won't take them back. Obviously, they just give them to Habitat, and they're just in the back. And y'all also have a deconstruction crew. So if a contractor's getting ready to remodel a home. It saves him money because he doesn't have to do the demolition. Y'all, but y'all come through and anything that's salvageable, take out, bring back to the restore, this, and then before the bulldozers come. I mean, this is a win-win-win-win-win all the way around. Talk about the deconstruction yeah, services. The, our deconstruction business. And once again, HabitatCAZ.org, you can sign up for our decon business. Uh, and it's been going on for quite some years, and I have a full-time staff member who who coordinated, I think, last year, 300 volunteers that wow. come to your house, you know, kind of a Monday through Friday uh, operation, and they will remove, just like you said, your cabinets, your ceiling fans, your doors, your toilets, whatever it is you're getting rid of, ahead of a remodel. They'll give you a donation receipt right on the spot, and the stuff is sold tax-free in is our it, restore. Is there a flat charge to There's get the crew on this on no site? No fee, no charge at all so, for our services. So anyone considering remodeling can get the demo part of the job significantly taken care of at no cost for free right. and then have a tax-deductible receipt for everything that was donated. <laughs> exactly. Is that a no-brainer? That's another no-brainer, too. That's a big no-brainer. Yeah, and I just, you know, we all have neighborhoods. We walk around and you see the big green dumpster and somebody's doing a remodel and they're pitching perfectly good stuff into it. We should we should know about those in advance and get out there and help them get stuff that, you know, families need. You know, they need the cab. I've seen cabinets better than my own cabinets in our restores because somebody in Paradise Valley wanted to remodel. They didn't like the color anymore. And so everything came out, including Sub-Zeros, Wolf Ranges. There was even a bathtub on, on yeah. glass balls on claw feet. I mean, sometimes you find some amazing stuff in our stores. Oh. And the funny thing about those really affluent areas like that, a lot of times, you know, they'll spend a lot of money on a remodel before selling it to get a premium. And the new people that come in, they buy it because they like the location, but they hate the remodel that they did. So they tear oh. out all this brand new stuff <laughs> yeah. to, to put in their style of artwork. I mean, that it yeah. That, that we call that stupid money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. I'm afraid that goes on, and and you know you might as well give it to give it to some people that could use it. We we sell everything on our restores, fifty percent of retail at least or less, and cabinets are no no exception. How many stores are there? There's four stores. And uh, I'll tell you, get into a store because there's a lot of fun stocking stuffers. We got some Christmas stuff in there. We buy some stuff, scratch and dent appliances, 
full warranty on, on a Frigidaire freezer or something. It just has a little scratch on it. A lot of stainless steel appliances, microwaves, dishwashers, you name it. It's in one of the stores probably at, a, at 50% of retail. I'll tell you a restore story. Sure. So at Rosie's house, he had a double Thermador oven that vented the heat outside. Thermador quit making those. All other manufacturers quit making those. And so I hung on to that thing for a lot longer than most people would have. (laughs) And it had a few broken parts. Um, I found one, the exact model, at the Habitat store. (laughs) I couldn't buy the parts anywhere else. Mm. So I bought the oven just to to get the spare parts off of it. And 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 stretch that. I got another ten years out of that oven. Oh, yeah. We have, we have since had to retire that oven, <laughs> but that Thermador oven would take the heat it generates, and it had an exhaust fan that took the heat outside. Hmm. And I, I just loved it. That's that a feature. good idea, especially here in hot Arizona. Yeah. And and Romy's got his restore story. So, hmm. let, I want to go back and touch on on. We we talked about specific neighborhoods that y'all target and identify and move in and and. Um, and 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 start rehabilitating but you also y'all also kind of highlight specific groups i know y'all have a big veterans program and i know you have a big aging in place program can can we talk about that for a you minute you bet you bet our uh veteran program uh, sponsored by some very generous donors uh we have served more veterans than any other habitat affiliate in the country we're the number one for serving veterans and uh we go out and help veterans. Usually there's no fee for veterans because most of them are over 65, disabled, need an emergency repair or some sort of life safety uh, repair in their house. We do still ask for sweat equity if they can provide it. Okay. Sometimes they can't. We just served a, we just served a, or actually next week we're serving a 91-year-old Korean War veteran, disabled, lives by himself, and he hasn't had uh, heat or air conditioning for three years. This past summer? Three years. He hasn't had any. He said his house got to 113. He didn't think he was going to make it. City of Surprise notified us about that person. So we're actually going out next week and fixing up his his AC and his heater. So, okay, so talk to the families of veterans and the veterans that know that veterans in a home that needs repair. How, how How do they reach out to Habitat? Well, they can. Uh, they we get referrals from probably a dozen different agencies now, including the VA and other military organizations. But they can go either to the website habitatcaz.org, or call us in the office six zero two two six eight nine zero two two. That's six zero two two six eight nine zero two two, and ask to speak to somebody in that department, and uh, we can get them on. We can get them on the list. It's not an immediate thing. I think I have 130 veterans right now on our okay. waiting list. Okay. So as funding comes in for these programs, we start serving them. And uh, but there's a lot more out there that need help. And we're and if we can't help them, we have a whole list of other organizations and agencies that can get. See, we don't deal with food. If so, we hear there's a veteran or even an elderly. Uh, person an aging in place uh, person that doesn't have food or needs a ride we know other agencies yeah. we can call to help yeah that that okay let say someone's convicted to help this veteran list get pared down 
Can I make a donation specific to the veteran program? Sure. You can pick pretty much any program you want, and you can just put it in the memo section, veteran program, or just tell us when you when you in the donation, and we restrict it for use of that fund. And then, and then the other group y'all have focused, and I don't know how many groups y'all have focused, but y'all have an aging in place dynamic as well. Right. Uh, we serve uh, senior 65 and older, I call them disadvantaged seniors, people that are in their home, they own their home, but because they're on fixed income, Social Security, you name it, they can't afford re- replacements or repairs. I mean, we, we ran across a lady hadn't had running water for two years. Another lady, she used to have to go outside her home to get running water. Another lady couldn't get herself through the bathroom door. She was in a wheelchair. She gave herself sponge baths for three years. And we, we found these people, and we were able to go in and widen doorways and do tub shower conversions and things like that, grab bars, ramps. That's the kind of stuff we're involved in. And people can help with those programs, too. I got a long waiting list there as well, unfortunately. And I take no pride in waiting lists, I'm telling you. I don't want any waiting list, but... Just a fact of life. Sure. Well, what an incredible organization. And, and y'all have how many homes under construction just right now? 27 under underway in planning. In fact, there's a dedication this morning in Surprise. We just finished in our fourth home in a row, Paradise Lane. Beautiful homes. I guarantee you got driving there, you'd never know they were Habitat homes. You'd have thought somebody built them, you know, market rate. But all over the valley. Now, the home dedication ceremony is pretty special. But my favorite part is still... After the wall raising, mm. where you get to, you know, get sharpies and everyone gets to write personalized messages yeah. to the homeowners and a lot of Bible verses. Yeah, that's pretty impactful. We call that the wall signing ceremony, and that's done the first day of construction. The slab is done. The volunteers usually have a couple hours out there with our amazing leaders to to get the walls up. They they raise them. We've had a lot of pictures of wall raisings because it's it's really cool to see fifteen or twenty people on a thirty foot wall raising that thing up. And then once it's secure, we pause, we recognize the sponsor, the volunteers, the family. We give everybody markers, just like you said, and everybody can write a verse or something on a well wish, a prayer on the walls, which the family will never see. They'll be covered up, but they know they're there. A lot of them take pictures. And uh, we've had stories of people remodeling their habitat home down the road. And guess what? They uncovered these blessings. Yeah. Yeah, Isn't that a treat? Like a time chest or something. Okay. Now, there might not be anybody else interested in this question, but I've just got to know who in the organization is scoping out land right now for the projects next year, the year after. You've got to be years in advance out scouting and sniffing that land. We are. Everybody's looking for land. And all of your listeners will now be looking for land for Habitat. (laughs) All of our board members, our amazing volunteer board, they're all looking for property. And I have a full-time real estate professional, Tana, and she, I mean, I can be driving down the street. I see a a vacant lot. I can text her. (laughs) I can text her the coordinates or the address. By the time I'm back in the office, she's already told me who owns it, you know, what's the deal on it. And then we'll write a letter to that person and ask them, do you want to donate this or can we buy it to you for a real inexpensive price uh and we do a lot of that we've got uh four or five big parcels left and then we're we're looking and it does take years and years to develop these larger neighborhoods we're here with jason barlow who's graciously came in here this saturday morning president and ceo of habitat of central arizona we'll be wrapping up in the next segment and uh, y'all need to stay tuned for what we've got to share with you let me have a rule and a saw and a board and I'll cut it. 
climb up a ladder with a hammer and a nail, I'll nail it. Now, we've been talking about all the different types of construction y'all have done. A listener texted in and wants to know, have you guys ever done any container homes? We have not. Uh, we've, we're exploring just about everything you can think of. Uh, the 3D printed home we already talked about. We're going to be building a Herkitech wall home. Uh, we've had, we've had, we've been to the city of Scottsdale about Adobe block. We had somebody actually offer us hemp block. I didn't want to use hemp blocks. Uh, we had a wood wool, concrete wood wool producer wanted to talk to us about that technology. It's really big in Europe. So we're always looking for the best solution, but uh, you know, right now it's still, it's still wood sticks, uh, for building for our purposes. And we're almost through the entire hour, and we haven't even brought up the ribbon cutting ceremony for the training center, which was kind of what kicked off this whole whole, whole conversation three yeah, months ago. That's right. Yeah, last not this yesterday, but Friday before yesterday, we had uh, the dedication of our uh, Bob and Gail Book Construction Training Program Center at our home office, which is Glendale and I seventeen essentially. And Governor Hobbs blessed us by coming out, and she had a great speech. We gave her a tour of the center, and there was a proclamation by Mayor Gallego that was read, and they were just they were beautiful. They you know everybody. We, we decided some years ago that uh, the valley was how many thousands, 50,000 construction workers short, depends yep. on who you ask, that we could take a small dent out of that by having our own construction training program and, uh, and training people up to join the trades, pre-apprenticeship program. And uh, it's phenomenal. We're putting veterans through there, reentry people, homeless, Native Americans, anybody above the age of 18 who wants to learn the construction trade can come out and work with Habitat for Humanity. Classroom time. Right. And on-the-job training. That's right. You spend some time in the classroom learning the, learning how to read blueprints, construction math, all that kind of stuff. We also have the soft skill stuff, which is important. Resume writing, you know, uh, hygiene, stuff like that, that's showing up for work. <laughs> you know, that's, that's important in the construction important. business. Uh, and then they go out and work on a Habitat home. And Bob and Gail Book had generously sponsored a few of those homes. And that meant the construction training program class worked on that home exclusively so they build from the slab up and they learn all and you saw their lab at the office they can do plumbing electrical and they learn from professionals right working on it and then they get to decide what which branch of the field they want to go into we've had people become surveyors construction you know home inspectors yeah yeah Uh, not too many people want to be roofers I don't know what that is. We've had solar people come out and talk to the class. It's pretty cool. They've got quite a quite a stretch, quite a stretch of career possibility. You, I've heard you talk about it, Rosie. The number of things you can do in the construction industry, and it's a good it's a good life. It's a good career. It's a great life, and it's really the art of construction science. Now, it's it's. It, I, I I try to get people. This is based on the register of contractors. Uh, from a couple of years ago, Mr. Jeff Fleetham, it's building sciences. Mm-hmm. It, it's really not trades. I mean, we don't build them like we used to. And it, it takes a certain level of experience and expertise to get them done and get them done right. Now, I want to end this segment by uh, laying down a gauntlet, laying down a challenge. Um, if we get 150 families to direct their state tax credit to Habitat for Humanity, we can build a Rosie on the House house. 
right? Nice, yeah. That's exactly right. Okay. I've told you listeners for 36 years, if I've ever saved you any amount of money on repair at your house, I'd like you to take 10% of what I saved you (laughs) and donate it to your favorite charity. I'm going to change that right now. I'd like to find 150 families that are willing to direct their state tax credit to Habitat for Humanity. And we'd like to keep track of that, and we'd like to uh, give y'all all credit as the army of Rosie on the House listeners and participants that we can get one Habitat home built. So I'd love it to hear from y'all by text or by email. Uh, but more importantly, I'd love for you to get in touch with Habitat redirect your Arizona state tax credit to the future Rosie on the house habitat home. You'd be okay with that. I should yeah. have asked you permission first. Oh no, that's a, that's <laughs> super exciting. I'm sure we'll get a, quite a response to that. And all they have to do is put in the memo section of the check, uh, Rosie build okay. Rosie on the house build, whatever they want. We'll, we'll start accruing it for that build where, uh, that, that you can join us. Wouldn't that be fun getting back in the field? Again? We're, we're not going to stop until we have this done. We're going to get this done. So, if you're a regular listener, and again, if I've ever saved you any money, if anything you've ever learned in this show was worth something, we'd appreciate. Take the tax credit. I'm not even asking you to take money out of your pocket. <laughs> I'm just saying direct the tax credit to Habitat. Now, we've talked about how many no-brainers this hour. <laughs> There's a lot of no-brainers. Right this, there. <laughs> this is a no-brainer. Redirect your Arizona state tax credit to Habitat for Humanity. Note it as a Rosie build, and let's get a Rosie on the house build. Not for Rosie's sake, but for the sake of all of you that participate in the program every single Saturday morning. We're back for the third hour. And the texter wants to know, can a retired guy take the construction class? Anyone over 18 can take it. You bet. We've had retirees, too.